0: Hello and welcome to The Bigger Picture. I'm your host this week, Caleb Franz. This is a podcast where we tell stories that matter. If I were to say something about an attack that happened in New York City that led to the United States entering in a massive and messy war, you would probably think I was talking about the events that occurred on September 11th in 2001. While this can accurately describe those attacks, in fact I am talking about an attack that happened almost 100 years earlier in New York Harbor. That propelled the United States into World War I. Most people conjure images of the Lusitania sinking or the Zimmerman note when something is mentioned about America's entry into the First World War. While those certainly contributed, so did an act of espionage from the Germans that rocked New York Harbor in southern Manhattan. The story that follows sounds like it belongs an American political thriller, perhaps penned by Tom Clancy or Brad Thor. But make no mistake, this is no work of fiction. The events that occurred in late July of 1916 helped change the course of history, yet so few people know about it. This is the story of the Black Tom Explosion. It's early 1916. While the United States was officially at peace, the rest of the world engaged in a war unlike any it had ever faced before. At the time, the Great War, as it was then called, was ravaging Europe. Germany was at odds with the Allies, primarily Great Britain. But, just because the United States had not yet entered the war, we certainly felt the effects from across the sea. Fear already gripped the countryside as the war intensified. New immigrants rushing to America made citizens untrusting of each other, especially if the citizen was German or of German descent. America still had a very strong non-intervention policy at the time, and even though fear continued to grow, they found comfort in the fact that President Woodrow Wilson had no intention of dragging America into a brutal war. Or at least, it seemed that way. The U.S., at the time, had declared officially a state of neutrality. Wilson was running for re-election, also. And not only that, but his campaign slogan focused on his foreign policy. He kept us out of the war, it proclaimed, acting not only as a slogan, but a seeming form of reassurance that no American blood would be spilled over Europe's Great War. Unfortunately, the devil, as the saying goes, is in the details. Although technically neutral, that's not to say the United States wasn't picking favorites. During the years before the US was fully committed, we still had no problem running arms, supplies, and ammunition to the allied forces in Europe. Germany knew this all too well, and did not like it one bit. It is the hypocrisy in this position that led to the sinking of the British RMS Lusitania just a year prior, an event that surely foreshadowed what was to come in New York Harbor. You see, the German government was suspicious of civilian ships being used to smuggle munitions and supplies into Great Britain from the United States undetected. With this concern, they issued a warning to any ship and traveler about to sail through the war-torn region that they would be fired upon. Notice, the warning read, Travelers intending to embark on the Atlantic voyage are reminded that a state of war exists between Germany and her allies and Great Britain and her allies, that the zone of war includes the waters adjacent to the British Isles, that, in, a cur- in accordance With formal notice given by the Imperial German government, vessels flying the flag of Great Britain or any of her allies are liable to destruction in those waters, and that travelers sailing in the war zone on the ships of Great Britain or her allies do so at their own risk. Despite this warning, the ship continued on its voyage, carrying both British and American citizens as passengers. And in keeping good on their word, the German forces sunk the ship. It was hit with an exploding torpedo on May 7th, 1915. 1,198 passengers died aboard the Lusitania, including 128 Americans. This, of course, sparked outrage within the international community, especially with Great Britain and the United States. But while it isn't Defensible to attack a civilian ship, the truth reveals the other side not so innocent. After the sinking, it was revealed that the United States was indeed using the ship to smuggle arms and munitions to the British friends, just as the Germans suspected, despite being officially neutral. Over 173 tons of armaments were attempting to be smuggled without German knowledge. The sinking of the RMS Lusitania only intensified the resolve of both sides of the war, and made Americans increasingly nervous of eventual involvement. Yet despite the loss of American lives in the event, not much would change in Wilson's approach to the war, neither negative nor positive. America remained officially neutral. Wilson continued to campaign on a platform of peace, and arms were still being funneled to Germany's enemies. While America wasn't involved in a war, the tensions between the U.S. and Germany had never been higher. That brings us to the summer of 1916. Germany had grown tired of America's double standard with her involvement in the Great War. They scoffed at the idea that America had the audacity to claim herself neutral while helping out the enemies of Germany. The time to wait for President Wilson to become consistent in his foreign policy had run out in the eyes of the Germans. It was clear where America's allegiance lied, and it was not with them. It was time to do something about it. They then turned their eyes to a potential target of great influence. In New York Harbor, there was a small island dubbed Black Tom. It was a shipping port that housed over 2 million tons of explosives and their primary, in the primary point that the Allied forces got their U.S. funneled supplies from. This would be where the Germans would strike. It started late in the evening on July 29th, 1916. Two German saboteurs went undercover on the island to commit their bold attack. As soon as the coast was clear the spies ignited a slow-burning pencil bomb. They then quickly got away as fast as they possibly could from the island. As long as all went well they knew this would be no small incident. All did indeed go as planned and the results were catastrophic. At the early hour of 2.08 in the morning, on July 30th, 1916, the pencil bomb went off, causing the first explosion, and explode it did. All two million tons of munitions went up in a massive blaze of glory. The explosion was so massive that it totally obliterated the small island it was sitting on. The shock wave it sent was enough to travel through Jersey City and Lower Manhattan shattering windows as far as Times Square and St. Patrick's Cathedral. It terrorized the residents of the greater New York region. The munitions that Black Tom housed quickly served as dangerous shrapnel shooting off in every direction. The Statue of Liberty is actually the attack's most famous victim. As bullets and shells exploded over and over again, the Statue of Liberty became pummeled with munitions. It was actually pierced by a pencil bomb, much like the one initially ignited by the German spies. The size of the explosion was so incredibly massive that it actually registered as a 5.5 On the Richter scale, just a little perspective for you. Uh, The earthquakes that have recently been occurring in North Korea, suspected to be the results of nuclear testings, have been recorded as between a 4.0 and a 6.0 on the Richter scale. Though the blast shattered windows, only in the immediate proximity of the attack, it was felt hundreds of miles away, as far as Philadelphia and Baltimore. Incredibly, only four people certainly died in the attacks, and estimations are as high as seven. But human life was not the only cost that was to be taken into account, the attack further resulted in what would be the equivalent of over, well over, $200 million today in property damage. The attack had several long-lasting effects, the most obvious being the fact that it literally annihilated an entire island of Black Tom. What you may not know is that after the explosion, the island was reconstructed with landfill and now serves as the southeastern portion of Liberty State Park. You may be familiar with the fact that the arm and torch of the Statue of Liberty is inaccessible to the public and has been for almost all of our lives. What you may not know, however, is that it was this explosion at Black Tom that weakened the structural integrity of the arm and is the primary reason for it being off-limits today. Today very few people know about what occurred on that fateful night in July of 1916, but you can find reminders in certain places if you know where to look. On Liberty State Park you can find a little plaque that marks the event and what transpired there. It is located in the area that was reconstructed from Black Tom with landfill. It reads, You are walking on a site which saw one of the worst acts of terrorism in American history. Likewise, if you travel to Jersey City today, to Our Lady of Chestakova, a Polish Catholic church, you can also find a stained glass window that reads, Funded by the parishioners after the explosion of 1916. This too is a reference of that fateful night when the blast had shattered most if not all of the windows in the surrounding area and needed replaced. Now you may be wondering why you haven't heard of this explosion. An attack that the biggest act of terror that was the biggest act of terrorism in the United States prior to September 11th. While the answer is certainly debated, one fact remains clear. President Wilson had no intention of responding to this attack. Wilson was in the middle of a campaign, you see, that was centered on a non-intervention policy. Remember that the slogan he ran on was, he kept us out of the war. While it is not confirmed for certain that the explosion was the result of the German saboteurs until several years later, He was certainly in no rush to find out. Many believe that Wilson knew the Germans were behind it, and while there is certainly no real way to prove that entirely, it is rather odd that the obliteration of an entire island in New York Harbor that just happened to be the house of a munitions port, the biggest munitions port, sending arms and supply to the Allied forces did not even conjure a statement by the President of the United States at the time the rest of the world was at war. Wilson ignored this event that rocked the East northeastern coast, and instead focused on his campaign in the final months leading up to the election. He wasn't about to drag America into a massive war right before his election when he ran an entire campaign on peace. At least, not yet. It wasn't even an entire year after the attack at Black Tom Island that Wilson made an address to Congress, asking for a declaration of war against Germany in support of the Allied forces. One can't help but notice the incredible inconsistency in tone and rhetoric in Wilson's post-election winning address to Congress. Wilson wanted to, quote, make the world a safer place for democracy, a notion that first-term President Woodrow Wilson would seem to take issue with. Congress considered this for a few days and then on April 6, 1917, voted to enter into World War I. You would think that this would be where our story would end, but this is not the last time the attack on Black Tom Island would change the course of history. This time, 25 years later, another progressive president, Franklin Roosevelt, used Black Tom to his advantage after the attacks on Pearl Harbor. FDR was all too familiar with the attacks... ...at Black Tom and saw opportunity. He was discussing the possibility of the internment of Japanese Americans at the time. His assistant secretary of war was a man named John McCloy, who was also a lawyer, ironically enough, at the time of Black Tom... ...and helped in an investigation to find the Germans responsible for the incident. This is why Roosevelt wanted him in his cabinet in the lead up to the second world war between the two of them they had decided black tom would make for the perfect justification to round up japanese americans into internment camps roosevelt was later quoted as saying we don't want any more black toms after it was decided there are a great many lessons that we can and should learn from this unknown chapter in our history This helped shape American foreign policy and domestic policy through two world wars and permanently changed the way we look at foreign affairs. We should remember that this world is not a place of harmony, that there are people who wish to harm us. Likewise, we should remember that our actions do indeed speak louder than words, And they do indeed have consequences. Our consistency on the global stage does in fact matter. While we do remain vigilant for those who wish to do us harm, we must equally remain vigilant for those who wish to exploit an attack or disaster for their own personal or political agenda. That wraps it up for this week's episode of The Bigger Picture. We thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please go and check out all of our other podcasts here on the Outset Network. We would love to have you over there. With that being said, please join us next week as we get into yet another story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you.